When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Zolgad colon. That's how it started. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. I would say we're pleasantly surprised with how the team performed, but I don't think this is out of left field because I think we've seen all of these guys perform at this level at some point in their careers. Just them doing it together is what's made this team so special. We're trying to redefine ourselves as a bona fide contender in the Central, not just as kind of a a cute team on the come up uh, that is trying to threaten the Cleveland Indians. We're now trying to hold them off, and that's quite a different challenge. And I think our team is going to certainly be up for it. Both The the race got a lot closer in the last uh, two to three weeks. I think that makes it all that more exciting for our players and for our fans. And the challenge starts tonight. Twins and Indians, five and a half games. Separating the two. It's Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. Uh, we've got Rami crane-necking with his Chicago Cubs. <laughs> I offered to switch seats really with you, Rami. <laughs> I don't want to be distracted. See the TCL I'm TV try, perfect for this chair. I'm going to try to focus. I don't want to be too distracted. There's another TV right there. I'm just going to turn. Oh, yeah. Put it on there. Oh, yeah. Now yeah, yeah, no, he's on. not going to be distracted oh, at all. See? That's the now TCL just, logo, Now man. you just lost me. See, we yeah. have TCL TVs everywhere. and that yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing. And and can be a problem as well for a TV addict like myself. They're so good, the TCL exactly. TVs. You can't help. I can't look away. Multitask, yeah. baby, just multitask. But, okay. But the other thing that I that I saw that I was speaking of crane necking. Mm-hmm. I'm just like I was kind of bouncing around and hadn't hadn't been keeping up with the the twins tweets between like two thirty and three thirty. And uh, I scanned my Twitter. I like to check Twitter to see like did I miss any news? I've got these different feeds. I've got NFL reporters and uh, NBA reporters, and I've got. Twins reporters, and I put I put Judd in all the local ones because you never know when a Zulgad column pops up. <laughs> you know when some tidbits are going to fall out. You never know. <laughs> right. Tidbits could strike anywhere at any time. And I and I see fear mongering from Judd Zulgad. Fear mongering. Some, some bad news wow. for the Twins. Yeah. And then the next tweet. I've got some bad news for the twins, and no, I'm not talking about the return of Blake well, Parker. Because his picture popped up still. I felt bad about that. Updated story that now leads with an Eddie Rosario update. And I was like, did he die? Like, what happened to Eddie Rosario? And uh, turns out, so he's not active. Thought he would be active. Yes, because he could have been activated on Sunday. Is but he alive, though? He's alive. Okay, good. Dan Hayes from The Athletic found Eddie Rosario alive and breathing <laughs> in the clubhouse. And Rosario said, I'm better. He said, better and soon. Okay. So I feel yep. better, and I will come back soon. Is what All right. And the, but he's not back tonight. The intriguing thing about the storyline is, is that he could have come back on Sunday, and the Twins did not bring him back on Sunday. 
and chose with his, what, sprained ankle to get him four extra days of rest, which made perfect sense. And so I, I think it was a fair assumption that he would be in left field tonight or DHing, and he's, he's not back yet. The Twins are conservative with guys coming back, so it's not an enormous surprise. But you just thought with the All-Star break that he would be back. Mm. Well, it, it sounds like he'll be back in the next couple days. Then, yeah, they La- said he could be by Friday, right? Actually, Lavelle said uh, it sounds like you won't play this weekend now. Okay, so all right, all right, you sorry, didn't just do it. What the panic alarm? Oh come no. on! No, you just called come him out on. for the entire what is wrong the with most you? crucial three game series this team has played in how long? And now Eddie Rosario is not going to play at all. Hold on a second. Okay, I'm updating because these aren't the same old twins. I'm, this team is deep enough that you can survive something like I'm this. Update, also, I'm updating my story right now. Hold on. You just said oh, something. We need to dive into this. You He's just about said to something. write an obituary. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's already written. He's about to post it. Hold on, Eddie Rosario. He's D- got it loaded. D O B in the Google to find out how old he was first of all. <laughs> Take care of that. Here lies Eddie Rosario. Okay, you just listen. I'm all for this. Is going to be a fun series. It's it. It's. Uh, I will go to Judd's side of the fence here for just a second. You lost Rami again, by the way. <laughs> this is a fun. It's fun that the Twins and Indians are playing some meaningful series here in July. But you said it's a crucial series. I don't think this is a crucial series. I said today on the Twins show, if they win one, like I'd. It, I'd that's not the outcome I'd prefer. But if they win one. You're still pretty comfortable. You walk out with a four yeah. and a half. Can I eight. can I reframe that though? From it could be a crucial series from the Cleveland perspective, because if Cleveland gets swept here, they're they're teetering on bailing in some ways. So I, I would agree with Phil completely. In kidding, yes, it's fun to call it a crucial series. From a Twins perspective, I don't think it's crucial. From a Cleveland perspective, I actually do. I actually, if they decide, you know what, we're really not that good, screw it. Brad Hand, you're gone. Bauer, you're gone. So I, I disagree on the Cleveland aspect. I agree on the Twins aspect. It's an important series. Cru- Crucial's too strong. For according the to what we heard from Tom Hamilton, the voice of the Indians, who joined us on the Score North Twins show today, it was a jam-packed Twins show. You should go and check it out. ScoreNorth.com or Score North Mobile. It was, I don't even know why. How the do one, I get to it? The 1 o'clock hour was in, in, just an impressively wonderful, and I can't figure out why. Hmm. I wonder why. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have I'll to go to back to and take it a listen. Score North. What was different about the 1 o'clock hour? Oh, that's right. I was on. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. But Tom Hamilton made it sound like even even if they are sellers, it'll be be a measured sell-off. It's not going to be a complete and total fire sale. It's going to be similar to what the Rays did last year when they traded Chris Archer. For Bauer. A couple other guys. Yeah, exactly. But if they get get swept, Tom might be wrong. I I don't think that there's... I think that he's right when he says that they can't, with their fan base where it is right now, they can't really afford... A full-on teardown and five-year rebuild. They're already they're struggling to draw as it is, and they've been winning the division since 2016. I want to use the word crucial, okay? <laughs> for somebody's purposes, I'm trying to use the word crucial for July baseball, all right, Robbie? Go to your room. You know there is there is one aspect of the series that is crucial. If if the Twins want Trevor Bauer or or Brad Hand, if they want either one of those guys, yep. they have to sweep the Indians this weekend. Because think think about this. The Indians have two and a half weeks to figure out, are they buyers or sellers? Now, they could determine that they're going to trade Trevor Bauer. Let's say the Indians are six games back, but they're still like well above 500. But they're just, they'd rather hedge and trade Trevor Bauer. They won't trade Trevor Bauer to the Twins because they're still going to try and, like to what Rami's saying, if they're kind of like, let's keep one foot in win, We'll put the other foot in covering our you-know-whats if Trevor Bauer wants to leave in free agency. If they decide 
to make it simple and boil it down, if they decide to reload rather than rebuild, and they're they're not waving the white flag on the division for the next three or four years, yep. they're not trading Trevor Bauer in the division. I agree with that. And it, it, this probably is going to sound weird, but I don't perceive a Bauer trade to be a complete bail. Like, if, if you feel that, that you are in a position to do what the Rays did with Archer a year ago, that's not really a bail. That's a, we're not going to be able to keep this guy financially. We can't pay him. But if we get two guys who can join our roster immediately and help us short-term or under team control for a substantial amount of time, and then long-term as well. But if they get swept by the Twins and they do decide, okay, bleep it, that's totally different. That's that's then potentially Bauer in hand. And, and back to Phil's point, where you might trade him, might, because I don't think that they would, but to a team like the Twins. I think just the sole potential trade of Bauer is not a bail. It's going to seem, it, it, at first blush, if they do it, it's going to seem like that. But if you convince yourself that you're getting two guys that can help you substantially pretty quickly, that's not a bail. That's probably smart. That's that's probably in some ways, if you're being cheap, smart business. Should I uh, should I run this this pecking order by Judd from the Twin Show here? Yeah, we could get his thoughts on this. I thought it was interesting. So I put together a a pecking order, a Twins trade pecking order. The players in order that I want the Twins to trade for. The old days, huh? You brought it back, Mackie and Judd. Yeah, we we the, even had uh, full like NFL films music underneath it. You cheated on me a little bit. You cheated. You stepped out. <laughs> I let you go on a Friday, and you did this to me. A little bit. You son of. Yeah. Oh. And you know what? Rami loved it. It, it was really. Yeah, I don't know either of you anymore. Quite pleasurable. I don't. I honestly don't know either. You know, nine to one for how long? Four hours a day. I put up with it, and then you step out on me. Judd, the way we move personalities around now here at Score North, it's like it's like a polygamous thing. It really it? is. <laughs> Are you saying it's the sixties? It's the free, 60s. Free, free love, man. Free sports love. Free, free love. Free exactly. sports love. Free sports right. love. Spread yeah. it around, dude. Yeah. Good, good, great All right. Stuff. Go Why ahead. Why do you got to be selfish? So. <laughs> in reverse order. And I went from 10, 10 to 1 here. Okay. I put Trevor Bauer and Brad Hand 9 and 10 because I just don't. Unless the Twins build a 12 game lead over Cleveland the next two weeks. There's zero chance Cleveland trades those guys to the Twins. So, like, there'd have to be a sweep and then some other stuff to happen. Number eight, Shane Green with the Tigers. He's career season so far, year and a half of team control, and the Tigers are going to be sellers. Number seven, he was higher a month ago, but his elbow makes me nervous, and he's terrible in the playoffs. Ken Giles, year and a half of team control, best season of his career. Uh, On one hand, he has pitched in the World Series. On the other hand, he was terrible in the World Series, but... His re- regular season healthy Ken Giles is the best reliever in your bullpen. Back in bullpen, okay. Number six, Sean Doolittle. Particularly because he has rec specs. I really like his glasses. Just like the intimidating. Look. Yeah. Yep. Nationals, correct? Although if it's raining outside, they might get foggy. So another put a roof on it uh, point for Rami there. Thank N- you. The Nationals are five Use games. the hashtag. Yep. Mm-hmm. Actually, we have a new hashtag that Rami's going to unveil I, here in this in a second. I was here for it. Okay. It's a t-shirt. It is. It, it, should, should, already, it should already be on a shirt. It's a definite t-shirt. It should already be on a shirt. Make the trade, speak. plan the parade. That's right. I mean, that's catchy. It's his best one that's so far. That's catchy as hell. It, it's your best. Cut the brakes. Don't make like the, it. Oh, come on. Cut the parade. Make, make the, the trade. Plan the parade. No, make the trade. Plan the parade. <laughs> it's It works. As the kids like to say, it plays. It really does. Um, okay, so Sean, do a little bit. Now, the, the Nationals are five games over 500, so... 
Right now, they probably wouldn't trade him, but maybe they slide down the standings in the next couple weeks. All right. Number five, Madison Bumgarner. Mm-hmm. Three-month rental. Can you get him back to something close to what he was a few years ago if you've if you got a better eye for that than the Giants do? Mm-hmm. Number four, Marcus Stroman. Year and a half of team control. Number three, Kirby Yates. Who People might not have heard much about Kirby Yates unless you play like a deep fantasy baseball. He's having a hell of a season. Or you he play is. MLB 2K. You might know who he is, man. Do you play MLB Build 2K? Your own franchise. No, I don't. Okay. I had to cut video games out a while ago. He watches too much TV. Now. Didn't want to. It was a combination of... How much TV I watch and stand up taking up sure. part of part of my time well, at I'm nights. Not, I'm not casting stones here. Something had to yeah. something had to go. Yeah. So, so unless, for me. Unless you do those things, you've never heard of Kirby Yates, <laughs> right. but he has thirty saves right now. He's National League, right? One point one five ERA. Yeah. He's been like low key the best reliever in baseball That's over the last crazy. two years. Thirty saves. Now are the Padres going the to Padres. make are the Padres going to trade? They're five hundred. Their farm yeah. system right now is outstanding already. So they're five hundred, and they seem pretty. They seem like they're pretty close to taking that step into into an actual good baseball team. So they might want to hang on to him. But he's thirty two, and there's only a year and a half left. So you could you could trade him sure. for something awesome, and they got yeah. him for nothing, right? I don't remember how they off got like him. the waiver wire. So it's okay. They got him for basically nothing. Okay, so that's so he's three. number three on my list. Okay. Number two, Will Smith, the closer for the Giants, straight up rental. He's a free agent in three months. But he's one of the best lefty relievers in baseball, and the Twins have, like, one lefty right now. And he gets jiggy with it. He does. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and number one, another guy who, I don't know if he gets jiggy with it, but he's he's nasty, and he's uh-huh. dominant. All right. He's the closer for the Pirates, Felipe Vazquez. Now, the mm. Pirates are about to drop another game here, it looks like, to the Cubs. What do we need, four more outs? And, uh, four more outs. If they decide to sell, and there's rumors that... They're in discussions with the Dodgers and some other teams. This guy has two and a half years left of team control. He's dominant across the board the last three years. Lefties or righties. He's 27, two-time All-Star the last couple of years, and uh, would just be your closer for the next three seasons, or the the, the half season then the next What's year. What's he going to cost me, do you think? For sure, two top ten prospects. Two and a half years of control? Yep. Yeah, I think Gratterall would probably be the the big piece in that. And then probably another, like Phil said, top 10 prospect along with it. And then probably another prospect outside your top 10. Yep. For a guy that dominant and with two and a half years of contractual control, it's going to be a hefty price. Do you think they do that? I don't. Um, I think they're, they're they're probably looking more at the like Will Smith, Kirby Yates, something that's not going to cost them Royce Lewis and Alex Kirloff. Now, did, did you see the ESPN Insider um, suggestion of five trades today? Mm-mm. Wait a second. Yeah, this I is, got it. I, we're going down some paths here. This is reckless speculation. A trade number two thrown out in the ESPN Insider that you can find at their site and, of course, at Score North right now because I repurposed it as quickly as my little fingers could possibly do it, um, is this. Madison Bumgarner and Will Smith to Minnesota. Going to San Francisco's organization, Alex Kirloff, left-handed pitcher Lewis Thorpe, and two prospects outside of your top ten. <laughs> Reckless speculation. That's aggressive. You're getting both of them. I don't think they give up Kirloff, to be honest with you guys. Uh, I would do it. I would do it. Can you guys stop being prospect hoarders? Can we put a stop to this? Well, it's only certain prospects. This is a championship caliber team. It's only certain prospects. Can you tell me the trade again? What was the trade again? It was Mad Bomb and Will Smith to the Twins going back to San Francisco Kirilov, Lewis Thorpe, left-handed starter, and two prospects outside of your top 10. So let's say 10 to 20. 
I do it. Or 11 or 20. There we go. Wow, that's a, there we go. That's a transformation. Your face, when I first gave you that, you looked like you were you like you ate incom- intestinally uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, sometimes like... And I've you... seen you like that before. <laughs> intestinally uncomfortable? Yeah. That's my general state. <laughs> sort of like, I shouldn't have eaten all that spicy food that I love yeah. so much. Um, you have resting indigestion phase? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just wait, it's going to get worse, dude. I got well, bad news. Your 40s ain't going to be fun. Well, I know what causes Judd to have that face. Here's another name that Jonathan threw out in uh, an email this morning. A guy who... In his last three starts, so I'm going to give you his last three starts against the Rays on the road: eight innings, no runs, ten strikeouts. Angels at home: seven innings, two runs, five strikeouts. And then the Astros on July 11th, so yesterday: seven innings, no runs, Watched eleven it. strikeouts. Watched it last night. Lance Lynn watched him pitch last night. And if I'm not mistaken, and now that this is a win loss thing, so it's a byproduct of some uh, fortune as well in run scoring. I believe he is eight zero in Arlington. I don't think he has lost at home. Are you in or out on Lance Lynn? Um, hold on a second. I don't know that I trust I am him. I so far out. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting away from the microphone. <laughs> I too. wouldn't touch too. that. I'm glad for him. And, and he's a fatty, so I like him. Uh, I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole after the stunts he pulled here. Well, his stunt was mostly just like being miserable. But, it, it he was, like but he, dude, you it was your fault. Like it was all your fault, and and was he that miserable, dude? When oh he was here, yeah, man. he was, and it, it was. Yeah. And look, I know he signed late, and he didn't get a full spring, and so the circumstances that led to all this were far from perfect. But just to be that big of, I don't. I mean, he was just always so miserable and willing to share it. It's like. No, Lance, this was your fault. You got the qualifying offer from the Cardinals. If you like St. Louis that, that much, the qualifying offer wasn't going to kill you. Take the qualifying offer. I wouldn't touch him. Yeah, I'm out on him too, but it's interesting that he's become one of the most dominant starting pitchers in the entire league. Yeah, how did that happen? Well, he was really good with the Cardinals before his surgery. Then he missed a year in like 2016 and was fine with the Cardinals in 2017. The Twins took a flyer on him, and he was just... He wasn't good. I know. I had him on my fantasy team. Yeah. It was bad news. It was abysmal. I mean, there were talks of like a three-year, $30, $40, 50000000 million contract for him, and the Twins wound up getting him, luckily, on the cheap. Yeah, I wouldn't go. Cheap pole ads. Actually, good thing. The Smart good pole ads, yeah. I wouldn't go near that guy. So Well, um, you can read more about all of this twin speculation on a regular basis at scorenorth.com and the Scornorth mobile app. When we come back, our friend yeah, Matt Thomas. Tidbits. Tidbits, Tidbits is, is out the there loose, right man. now. Mm-hmm. Out there right now. Judd's clock on the clock is ticking on trade time is the lead to Tidbits right Judd's now. Tidbits just out there. Yeah. Yep. Derek, the clock's ticking. Bad. Clock's ticking. What are you doing? You guys are still on the phone? like two and a half weeks. You on the phone now? <laughs> you on the phone now? Did you trade yet? Did you trade yet? I mean, something can be 12 hours away and you're saying clock's ticking. You know what I mean? Clock's always basically ticking. Make the trade. Plan the parade. That's right. Make the trade. Make the trade. Plan the the parade. parade. Make the trade. Plan the parade. Make the trade. Plan the parade. Make the trade. Plan the parade. Gotta have the t-shirts. <laughs> They'll be relevant for two and a half weeks, but 
I still think we should print them. They'll still be fun to look back on after the two and a half weeks. <laughs> it's happening. I think they might be relevant People next still don't year forget again. it. Yeah, but they, it's happening as a general phrase that could be anything. Right, but make the trade, plan the parade. We, we could come repurpose back those year. if the wolves are, get good for some reason. We right? could that's, sell that's them then. Yeah, yeah, that's a good they point. They can always be repurposed. Just make them white t shirts. Yeah. It's okay good if point. we have a warehouse full of them. Hey, the wild's good. Make the trade, plan, plan the, the parade. parade. Yeah. yeah, see? This works for everyone. Speaking of make the, make the trade, I don't think they're planning a parade in Oklahoma City after trading Russell Westbrook for Chris Paul, but that was just happening. Amazing blockbuster. Here. Just happened here. Multi-run home run against your Cubs. Uh, we're going to... It's 3-3 three, three now. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it was 3 nothing. Now it's 3-3. Three, three. All right. Yeah, we're going to talk to Matt Thomas, our old friend from the old AM 1500, uh, now the voice of the Rockets, and dive into NBA chaos. But let's talk about the best car dealership and service department in the Twin Cities, Luther Brookdale Toyota, on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard, where I had such an amazing experience a few weeks ago Trading in, or I guess wrapping up the lease on my uh, 2016 Corolla and getting into a brand new, spacious, durable 2019 RAV4 XLE. RAV4s are the most popular SUVs in the world right now. It's the combination of, I think it's just spaciousness that you would get with an SUV and also the handling and the feel of more like a Camry or a Corolla and all the bells and whistles on the safety and technological fronts. If you stop in and say hi to my friends in that showroom area, they're going to give you a, a tour of the place. Very nice little place on the corner of 694 Brooklyn Boulevard. Uh, they'll also give you a, a test drive and show you all the new bells and whistles that I've been talking about. 694 Brooklyn Boulevard, LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Compete against Score North personalities and majors fantasy golf presented by the Meadows at Mystic Lake for your chance to win prizes from Craigans on Gull Lake, Parway Golf, and Chill Boys. The fourth major of the year begins next Thursday. Sign up right now at scorenorth.com, keyword golf, and Minnesota United take on FC Dallas tomorrow evening at Allianz Field. Join me and Dan Terhar beginning at 6.30 p.m. with kickoff at 7 p.m. right here on Score North, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. All right, thank you, Jonathan Harrison. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. And uh, we've, we've, we love welcoming our longtime friend Matt Thomas to the show. Matt Thomas, radio voice of the Houston Rockets, in-arena host, and also uh, in-arena host is a strong. That's like Mike Rylander was the in-arena host, and I love Mike Rylander, but you're the in-arena PA person who breathes life into the arena and a host on Sports Talk 790. You're Rockets, man. What an aggressive, dice-rolling organization. How much fun is it? I mean, whether this is a train wreck or not, it's got to be fun, right? That guard from UCLA. Oh, sorry. (laughs) 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 Oh, boys, it's just, it's so entertaining. I mean, I've I've got an NFL team in my town that doesn't have a general manager, and I've got a head coach that thinks he's Bill Belichick, Jr., I've got a Astros baseball team that's going to win the American League West by at least eight games to beat your Twins in the playoffs. And I've got a Rockets team that's never, ever going to stop trying to get better better, and shake up the pieces of the puzzle. So, yeah, it's a great time to be a, a sports host in this city for sure. Did you see this coming on any level, Russell no, Westbrook? No, hell no, 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 because here's the thing. We spent about a month, guys, trying to tell the whole world that Chris Paul wasn't going to get traded. And then Paul George... Gets traded when no one knew that, and then they're like, "Well, Russell may want to get moved out." And I said, "That's cool," but you know, the Rockets have this hellacious, hellacious albatross around their neck called Chris Paul's three, year, uh, three years contract remaining at over 120 million dollars. And while Russell seems interesting, and I wasn't dismissive of it like a lot of Rockets fans were, because you got to remember, there's a lot of bad blood between Russ. 
two things. Russ and Pat Beverly got after in the playoffs where Russ got hurt, uh, and there's been a lot of resentment there. And then there was the whole season where Russ was getting those triple doubles and won the MVP award over James. So it was hard to even bring it up without people going, you're crazy. Oh, by the way, crazy Russ, 30% from three, and he doesn't make his free throws, and he's a chucker. And then last night happened, and everything has changed. Not that the whole city is like on board with it, but it's, damn, these Rockets just won't settle for just being who they are. They're always trying to, to change things up. And, I, and as a sports fan, I want my team to always win. I want my team always changing, and I want my team to never be in a situation where they feel like they've settled, especially because this year in the Western Conference is just a hot mess right now. It's a good mess, but it's a hot mess. So, Matt, is this uh, Harden calling Russ and, and starting the ball going that way, or how how did, did we go from Westbrook is almost certainly – via reports going to end up with the Miami Heat to him being traded to the Rockets last night in a deal for, as a guy you said with Chris Paul, we thought had a contract that was almost undumpable by Houston. Yeah. Um, guys, have y'all noticed in the NBA that it's all done by the players? Yes. Yeah. And these are pals. And that's the thing, gentlemen, that you and I, uh, we're all about the same. Phil's a little younger, but we're, but, but Mac and I are, are say that Judd and I are more handsome. Um, the fact is... <laughs> we're definitely older. These teams, general managers are making these things happen. Coaches are doing their thing, but it's about the players. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard talking to each other. Uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James. It is Kevin Durant and Tyree Irving. And so my guess is the conversation between Russell Westbrook and James Harden went along the same along lines that those three conversations I brought up with you earlier. And so when you find players that are alpha dogs, especially, that want to work together, they go to their respective general managers and say, can you make this happen? And frankly, it happened in a pretty short period of time. Yeah. This is, by the way, Matt Thomas is our guest here from Sports Talk 790 in Houston. And uh, this is the most wide open I can remember. The NBA was pretty wide open for a couple of years between Michael Jordan and LeBron James and kind of bounce back and forth. Like the Lakers had a little dynasty there, but but this is like you have seven or eight teams with two superstar setups right now. How would you rank, I know what Vegas says, but how would you rank the Western Conference teams in order of like likeliness to win a championship this year? Um, well, that's interesting because I, I'm not sure what the Lakers are. I got a pretty good feel of what they are. I would say the Clippers probably are the most solid starting five. And, again, I am driving, so I don't have every player, but I know that Montrezl Harrell's been good. Lou Williams is good. Pat Beverly is good. They're adding the best player right now in basketball in Kawhi Leonard. Paul Jordan is as deadly as it gets. So I'd probably go Clippers. Uh, LeBron, you just can't dismiss them. Maybe Lakers. I'd put the Rockets in there. I'd put the Utah Jazz in there. Uh, certainly no disrespect to Denver and Portland, but – they haven't made the wham-bam, thank-you-ma'am deals, so I'd maybe move them 5-6. Uh, I think Dallas could be sneaky this year, not in terms of title contender, but Porzingis being healthy and not just playing again another season there and not having to carry Dirk around. Um, that's my seven, and I feel like I'm forgetting something. I mean, the Warriors maybe are... Minnesota? The, I don't know. The Wolves. Uh, well, the yeah, Wolves. The Wolves. Yeah. I didn't hear the Wolves yeah. anywhere. Yeah, there, the Warriors got to be in there somewhere, but definitely not near the top in the regular season. Yeah. Um, for the Wolves, mm. 
I think I think you just summed up thirty years of Wolves history right there. The Wolves. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah. Now, to be fair, if, if Gers is listening, Gers is my guy, so I, I like Gers a lot. So yeah, you think they're is, in good hands? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's going to be so sabermetric around the, the Target Center, which I know Phil Mackey is going to love. So trust me on that. It'll, it will be as uh, sabermetric and uh, all number crunching as possible. You will take every shot will be in, in Carl Anthony Towns' career will be micromanaged over and over again. So if he's shooting from a good spot in the three, he'll keep shooting it because Gerson's going to tell him to. If he's taking those top-of-the-key threes, which aren't a strong suit, I don't think, and you'll see those gone. So, um, yeah, it's going to be I, – I, the Wolves, oof, good basketball team, but amongst everybody else, I mean, we're talking about six deep guys. To, to, I mean, hell, you could make an argument for Utah. Mitchell in his third year, Mike Conley, a significant upgrade over Ricky Rubio. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a basketball team that could be scary good, too. So it, this is going to be very exciting. Okay, how – so on Gerson – what, what to what extent do his do his powers uh, reach? Can he fix Andrew Wiggins? He's asking if he has superpowers, Matt. <laughs> he's asking if he's Aquaman or something. How about I just tell you that Gert is going to find you a really good listen to me a really good international player within three years. Okay, I will make that prediction right now in score radio. Oh, Wiggins is Canadian. In the next three years. Okay. <laughs> Poor guy agreed to join us, and he's trying to drive and talk. Can we leave him alone? Idiot, let me tell you something. It's 189 degrees in Houston. I'm driving after being at Twin Peaks Restaurant for the last three hours doing my show. Cut me some slack. I'm going to go back. I want you to record it. Within the next three years, Gerson will find you a really good international player to, to that he will draft and sign and be a part of the Wolves franchise. I think that's his strong suit. He will go where other play people will not go to grab players, and I think that you're going to be very happy, whomever that may be. What pitcher are the Astros? Oh, no, Wiggins is done. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> what pitcher, in your mind, Matt Thomas, are the Astros are going to attempt to land and potentially battle with the Twins for as the July 31st trade deadline approaches? I'm telling you right now, mark this down. The Astros get one more starting pitcher, it's over. Fade complete. Finished. They're going to go get Bumgarner. I don't think Scherzer's in the picture. Matthew Boy may be in the mix. Stroman could be certainly in the conversation. Uh, they're going to go get somebody to get this division win by 10 games over with anybody in the American League West. It's a dogfight for first place in the American League overall. I don't think any of us in Houston, Texas, want to have any postseason games at Target Field in October where the game time temperature is going to be 40 degrees. So I think home field advantage is going to play a huge part in it. And uh, it's going to be great because the bullpen is satisfied in the back end. Thank you very much, Mr. Presley, for continuing to be awesome like you were as a twin, now as an Astro. And I think the fact that you got Verlander and Coles are one-two combinations is pretty deadly. Yep. Matt Thomas, just fresh off of a three-hour stint at Twin Peaks, everyone's favorite family uh, entertainment yep. I know destination. When I, I know when I think yeah. beer and wings, I think Twin Peaks <laughs> when I'm in the greater Houston area. Yep. Sports Talk 790. Guys, hey, let me tell you something. You guys, let me tell you something. If you do not come down and do the show for the Twins Astros series playoff. I will be personally offended. No, I think uh, I think we can probably we can probably make that happen. I think we can probably make that happen. Come on now. Yep. Can we stay on your couch? Something, John. 
find the program director for your radio station and your website. Hell, you got 14 different platforms. Can't one sponsor take care of it? <laughs> I like how you think, Matt Thomas. I'll be sleeping on your couch. Whatever. Come on. See you, boys. All right. Don't crash. See you, Matt. All right. See you. Matt Thomas from say to, Sports Talk Say hi to all the folks at Twin Peaks for us. <laughs> We went to. Have you ever never, been? Have you been? You guys been to a I've never been to oh, yeah. in Florida? It's Lumberjack Hooters, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think there was one in Green Bay when I worked there. I think it's gone now, but there was also there also is one across the street from the Philly Stadium in Clearwater. Have you been to the uh, Tilted Kilt? Yeah, it's Scottish Hooters. Yeah. I've been there as well. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it's shocking it's, it's, how I've been to all these le- places. Leprechaun Hooters. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's really surprising. I've been to all of these it's places. Weird. I don't know how I get around like it's this. Weird. Twin Peaks is like so. Legitimately, this is going to sound like I read Playboy for the articles, but uh-huh. but in Florida, it's there's not that many places that have the full sports packages for TV. So when we're down there for Twin Spring training, there's like Stevie Tomatoes is a sports bar down there in Fort Myers that has games. The only other one that has, if you want to watch like the Gopher basketball team, uh, well, that's Big Ten Network. But if you want to watch obscure games, Twin Peaks has all the channels. So I met a buddy who's also from Minnesota, works for the Red Sox. And we said, it has we, and all Judd, the channels. You were there that Judd. night, too, weren't you? Was yeah. it the three of us? Yeah. You're like, well, there's two places to go. We always go to Stevie's. Let's go. Like, Twin Peaks has the game on. And I just remember, like, not wanting to be distracted by the servers and stuff. It was, like, annoying how often they would come over and, like, bend over in front of you. It's like, I just want to watch the covers. I've never been annoyed yeah. by that. It's yeah. never been something that you annoyed me. You know what? Me. That, that yeah. night, it didn't bother me one bit. No, it didn't. Right? I was not bothered one bit. <laughs> It, it was us and what three Red Sox were there? Um, Hanley Ramirez was there. There was a, a pitcher former Twins was, pitcher. Yeah, who was pitcher. the left-handed Twins pitcher who was there for? Oh, um, oh, yeah, I forget his name, but yes, Abad. Was it Abad? Yes, Fernando. They're just sitting there. It's like Fernando Abad. Hanley can eat. He was Abad man. Not, yeah, he was. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Never mind. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, Hanley. That's all had, it took. <laughs> Hanley had like a hundred thousand dollars of watches on too, just like sitting in a booth at Twin Peaks. Boys, I'm in trouble here. <laughs> in trouble with what? Blake Parker's wife on Twitter is mad at me. What? What? I'm not kidding you guys. What happened? What did you do? Okay, so er- earlier today, earlier today, I tweeted out a story. He- he's been activated from the paternity list, right? Yes. So I tw- I just did a quick little story about oh, it. What did you do? And John? I put it on ScoreNorth.com. Oh no. Well, then then the Rosario news came through. And I'm like, okay, Blake Parker, I can move him to the back end of the story because it's not that big a deal. He's back. And so I did the Rosario story. So then I retweeted out from my own account. But when you retweet it, it doesn't take the latest headline or picture. So I put bad news for Twins fans. And I tweeted it out. And it was Blake Parker's picture because that was the first story. Yeah. So I deleted it. and So it looks like you're saying bad bad news news for Twins Twins fans. fans. Blake Parker's back. So I deleted it. (laughs) I, <laughs> I deleted it. Oh no! And and I tweeted it out again with an explanation saying, "Hey, th- I can't change this, but this is not about Blake Parker. It's an update on R- Rosario's sprained ankle." But your tweet reads like a cheap shot at Blake Parker. And, was your tweet and, meant to be a cheap shot at Blake Parker? Absolutely not. No, because it, re- it it reads like it okay. says because your tweet. I deleted it. I deleted I it on purpose and explained it. And said, this is not about Blake Parker. I can't change it. But no one knows that. Like the people that saw the here's the tweet that you sent. And and mind you, like nobody knows, like that <laughs> yeah, you I know, just I tweeted something else. If you didn't see the first tweet, yeah. which probably ninety nine percent of the Twitter audience did not. Yep. So your tweet says yep. some bad news for the Twins, and no, I'm not talking about the return of Blake Parker. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I was talking about Rosario. 
So anyway, but out of context, Jeff, 25 minutes you ago, see how that looks. I get a I get a note from Jordan Parker, <laughs> oh, no. Blake's wife, who just gave birth, and congratulations to everybody involved, oh, no. saying, "Well, that's rude." Oh, so God. I tweeted her back. I said, "I want you to know that this was not about your husband. This was about an update." On Rosario, and hold on a second. I just got another tweet. Let's see if she's acknowledged the fact that I. There's no, no there's, oh, no. there's no way for no. you to explain that tweet. That that tweet only reads one way. I'm just saying it's not about the. <laughs> oh God! I was just trying to tell everybody this is about God. Eddie Rosario, but now I'm in trouble with Blake Parker's wife, which means she's certainly going to tell him. And now I'm going to have to explain oh, to him no. that I was not saying that your return from the paternity list was a bad thing. And the worst part about it is, like you Phil just joked, Twins Judd. fans are going to be like, now, yeah, yeah, you're right, it's bad news. You know what you should have done is taken the original tweet, just quote tweeted it, yep. and said, hey, this isn't about Blake Parker, that's just a picture that I popped did. up with the article. That's a great idea now. You could just that's delete it. Because when idea you now. deleted you it just and put it up, tweet. most people didn't see the first one. So now, completely out of context, and it's you all know, capital letters. You know what? No, I'm not talking you know about what? Blake Parker. You know what? I'm going to go back in here oh, and fix man. it again. I, I feel oh, I man. feel badly. She just gave birth. This woman just had a baby. I know, and I'm not trying. Oh, I wasn't trying goodness. to be a jerk here, and now wow. it's even worse. And now, so I didn't tag her, so she she must have some type You've of probably been Blake Parker finder. She has a Blake Parker <laughs> she finder. She would be. She's a Blake Parker finder. Well, she'd be the second person in town. Since uh, Jason Zucker's wife blocked me on Twitter. Oh, is this a new development? Oh, I told you about this a couple weeks ago. She blocked me. Okay, because Jason Zucker's wife. Yeah, yeah, she blocked me. So you've been blocked by Cordero Patterson. Adrian Peterson. uh, Jason Zucker's wife, Adrian Peterson. Okay, I just deleted it, okay? And now probably Blake Parker's wife. Yeah, who's not going to tell Blake, who's a very affable chap, that... I tweeted something chat. terrible about her anymore. husband. No, I know. This is the first time like oh, Judd no. Judd has Judd's very much social media savvy. I didn't of, realize like, what I was this doing. This is here. the first time you've ever been old man on Twitter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know what? I have to own it. I have to own that I screwed it up. And in trying to fix the original which I thought looked bad, I made it even worse. Oh god. You know what you could use some insurance. Federated Mutual Insurance Company is here to protect Mostly business owners, but maybe they should get into the business of protecting people like Judd from themselves on social media. Federated has over a century of experience in helping people not make mistakes on social media. Well, not that, but they have over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Federatedinsurance.com is a great spot to do a couple different things. You can find your local marketing representative, and you can also find out a lot of information about the industries that Federated protects and uh, it just it, it, it's a local company so you can find all kinds of information about uh, their Oatana roots and the leadership team current and past it just helps so much to have an insurance company as a business owner that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the ups and downs and challenges of running a business when you partner with federated you get more than just a policy you get a face-to-face relationship and you benefit from their experience federated insurance it's our business to protect yours and Judd's Twitter account. Jonathan here with the Score North download. The Twins are back in action tonight for the first time since the All-Star break and kick off the second half of the season in Cleveland for the first of 13 times over the last half of the 2019 campaign. If you've somehow forgotten, the Twins sit only five and a half games above Cleveland. Again, guys, that's right. I said five, only five and a half. Opposed that's to plenty. What? 
Stop it. Only five and a half above Cleveland in the AL Central. You probably won't see Eddie Rosario tonight or this weekend as he wasn't activated off the 10-day injured list to give him some more time to recover. That sprained ankle, Marwin Gonzalez, will take his place in left field tonight against Cleveland. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackie and Judd with Rami. It is Mackie and Judd with Rami here on the all-new Score North on 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. We will write things down and hold each other accountable for things we've written down in the past with Write That Down. That's coming up at 5 o'clock. Either of you guys know who Ian Bowman or Stuart Zimmel are? No, I never no. heard of either one in my life. You would if you had the AHL push notification app on your phone because a personal dispute between the two of them was getting sent out to people's phones via the AHL push notification <laughs> app yesterday. <laughs> Including uh, one of them allegedly threatening to punch the other in the throat. What? <laughs> yes. What? Okay, what's the story here? Okay, so if you have the... This is from The Athletic. If you have the AHL application and had push notifications turned on Wednesday morning, you learned around 9.51 a.m. that one man allegedly threatened to punch the other in the throat. Roughly 13 minutes later, there was a follow-up notification sent three times reading, Stuart... Since I have no way to contact you, you owe me nearly $6,000. I would ask you contact me about payment. Also, I'm filing a workplace report against you for threatening to punch me in the throat what? numerous times. That was follow-up by Stuart Zimmel. Please pay the outstanding monies owed. Users who opened the application that morning were also greeted by a screenshot of a conversation where someone identified as Zimbal said, uh, we talked yesterday and you said you were clear and would follow directions given less than 18 hours later. You are doing what interests you again. Smarten up or I will come out there and punch you in the throat. <laughs> so how, can, how did this stuff spill over into a mobile push notification? Um, let's see. They explained it a little earlier. Let's see. Uh... Like, were they texting each other? Hang on. When reached for a statement... It feels like a publicity stunt to me. Uh, Let's see. Vice President of Communications Jason Chamovich said there was nothing to comment on from the AHL and that, quote, unauthorized push notifications were sent out through our app this morning and we've worked with our app provider to get the issue corrected. So they don't say or explain how exactly this... This happened. It feels like a publicity stunt. Hey, let's. Because how would you? You'd have to like log in physically to something, right? And then send a message. You're not. It's not an email or. So I I I I am the only one here. I think Derek uh, also that posts push notifications. Yeah, I wouldn't. Know. And I'm telling you, like, there's no way to send a push notification like off of a text thread or off of an email thread. You have to physically go in and like type something into the. That's amazing to me. Actually, okay, here it is. On July 10th, uh, this is Bowman explaining. says he had, he had no longer had access to his work email or Hockey Tech's internal chat. He sent an email through his Gmail account, but he said it bounced back, and he believes they blocked him from sending external messages to the company. Zimmel confirmed in an email that Hockey Tech shut down Bowman's company email per company policy after he resigned. Zimmel also said via email that, quote, Mr. Bowman had Mr. Zimmel's personal phone and email along with his business phone and email, so we are not sure why he couldn't make contact that way. So it sounds like Bowman just went ahead and used, and used the Hockey Tech push notification to wow. reach this guy because he didn't have any other way of reaching this guy. You know what? Only in my sport, right? Only in hockey could this happen. Like baseball wouldn't have it happen. Basketball for sure. Football, no way. Only in hockey could you actually have a brawl like this developing 
and it's going out on your site or your or th- through your push notifications. Man, I'm very proud of my sport. That's amazing. We are really special. It's also it's also hilarious that this is the type of thing that happens into like try explaining this ten years ago to people. Oh, so uh, uh, I'm going to send a push notification out. To, like, what's a push notification? You know, just like the things that you guys ever have those moments where you're watching something from 10 or 15 or 20 years ago and you're just trying to envision like if if in 2003 somebody were to explain to you everyone's going to have a, yeah everyone's going to have a computer basically in their pocket at all times yeah, it'd be impossible. that they stare at for 8 hours a day and uh and like you can play scrabble against each other on those things it'd be great yeah like, you'd be like no you're crazy but the yeah. punch me in the throat thing I don't think that was a serious threat. It sounds like a joke. In one of the messages that they pulled up, there was a smiley face after he said punch you in the throat. And punch you in the throat has kind of become like a like a stock or standard so, funny line, hasn't it? Like I will punch isn't isn't that something I've said it before to be funny? You guys ever heard it? So this, this was it? actually not that nasty is what you're saying? It sounds like one of the guys is blowing it out of proportion. Okay. It's still embarrassing. Yeah, I know what you're saying. About, for your league, like punch you in the throat is is yeah. It's definitely it's an expression. Yeah. I think it was a, a movie line that caught on somewhere. Really? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I take it seriously. I've heard it pretty commonly. It sounds like a threat. I feel threatened. Judd, I will punch you in the throat. <laughs> then I'm going to seek counsel. <laughs> I'm going to call the police. Yeah, I don't like how that sounds. Um, how do you guys feel about the NFL, the owners proposing an 18 game schedule, and the players? only playing in 16 of the 18 games. I hate it. I think it's a terrible idea. I think it's stupid. Like, so you're telling me that that Brady, Rodgers, Russell Wilson can't play 18 games if you're going to play 18 games? First of all, you are the only league that's got the regular season right. The secret sauce is 16 games. It's perfect. 14 was too few. 16 is perfect. 18 is too much. But that's your answer? Like, get rid of preseason games. I don't like this idea, but have more bye weeks. Come up with different ideas, but that's your idea. And guess what, too? Expand rosters, right? Just expand rosters. But you want to you want to go to a format where where you're selling season tickets to 18 games. They all impact teams' playoff abilities, and but you're saying, hey, in two of those games, you're starting all your backups. So I I uh, I, I actually kind of like this oh, because no. it's because it's not that you would be starting all of your backups in two games. I mean, you could choose to strategically do that. Yeah. But, and this, I don't think this is going to happen. The players would look at this and say, well, why can't I, like, am I getting paid for 18 games? And you're just not, and you're protecting me for myself? I, I think I'd want to know more about this from a player. But there's something really interesting about making the backup quarterback relevant. Actually, the quarterback, there will be an exemption for the quarterback in the latest proposal. Okay, then I hate it. Because I, I want, the whole thing. I think have, making sure that you have a backup quarterback no, that you is, have to put into a game for sure for two starts is interesting. Phil, to me. this is exactly the problem with the XFL's first incarnation, the AAF, and will be the problem with the XFL's second incarnation. There aren't enough good quarterbacks walking the earth, and that makes for bad, sloppy football. The only thing they got right in the proposal this time was the quarterback exemption. That's the only thing that they got right in this, if you ask me. So, Again, this is not. This is probably not going to happen. So I'm. So I'm sort of fighting like a straw man argument sure. here. But the reason I disagree with your XFL comparison is the XFL had no good quarterbacks. Unless you want to die on a hill for Tommy Maddox. If anybody wants to die on a Tommy Maddox hill, I'll let you do that right now. But the XFL had no good quarterbacks. You'd still have all of the quarterbacks that are good. It's just that a couple times a year, 
Aaron Rodgers' backup has to go out there, and, and it's like it's like a little curveball twice a year Hate it. that Aaron Rodgers' backup would have to go out there and like face the Bears' defense. Backup quarterbacks are are bad. Agreed, they're all bad. Agreed, but can't we I find can't say all ninety eight percent of them are are bad? If you're going to go eighteen games, though, can't we find a better idea? I don't like the thought, but if we're going to go there, can't we find a better formula or system than having to sit guys? This is the ultimate in greed from the NFL. Because think about what they're trying to do. Like Phil just said, do you think they're going to pay players for 18 games even though they're only playing in 16 of them? No, they're going to go to the players and say, look, you're only here's the good news. You guys don't have to play more than 16 games. You don't have to put your health and well-being at risk. But we're going to make 18 games worth of money and only pay you 16 games worth of, worth of money. So they're being greedy with their players. And on top of that, they're trying to sell us a lesser product at the same price and still expecting us to give them our time on a Sunday and sit in front of the couch and watch a substandard product for six-plus hours which like we, I do every Sunday. Which we already do and will continue to. Coming up on Sunday Night Football, <laughs> da, 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 it's Deshaun Kaiser and the yeah. Packers. And Nathan <laughs> Peterman and the Bills. <laughs> like it's just, Remember a few years ago when Mark Cuban... It's Trevor Simeon and the New York Jets taking on the Vikings and Kyle Schloeder. Can he do it? You're about to find out. Sunday Night Football. And by do it, we mean throw a football. (laughs) But do you you remember a few years ago when Mark Cuban said uh, that the NFL would implode and said, quote, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered, and it's getting hoggy. And that's when they moved to a Thursday night game every week. And he thought that they were oversaturating the market. At the time, I said, Mark Cuban is is out of his mind. The NFL is not going to implode. This is not oversaturation. Even though I'm not really interested in a Thursday game, there are enough people to. this. If this is the next step of the NFL, this is what Mark Cuban said coming to fruition. That was the first thing I thought about when I saw this proposal for an 18-game season. Okay, here let me, let me take you down another path here because... I think there's more good quarterbacks in the NFL and let's just say in the world now than there's ever been. And I think it's only going to get better. I think if you look at the last few drafts, there's just a, like the fact that Baker Mayfield and on another level, Pat Mahomes can come in and be that good that early. I think you're seeing fewer Blaine Gabberts and Christian Ponders and more dudes who just come in and they're good. Deshaun Watson and the guys I just mentioned. If we got to the point where instead of there being like 15 to 18 good quarterbacks, there were 40 good quarterbacks, would you guys be more open to expanding to an 18-game schedule? I don't. I personally don't want it. I think 16 is perfect. I, I think that 162 in baseball has gotten to be too much. 82 in basketball and hockey, there's no doubt in my mind it's too much. I think 16 is perfect. 16, I, I would really like two preseason games. 16 games in the season and playoffs and that would that would be absolutely the sweet spot to me but I don't want 18. I don't need 18. See me personally. Yep. Just from a personal standpoint, I enjoy football enough that if you gave me two more games, two more weeks of sitting on my couch watching football, two more weeks of fantasy football, I would take it, but that's just the selfish fan in me talking and would like to be entertained for two more weeks, something else to fill the sport the sports calendar yeah. over the course of a year, but I also have the logical side of my brain that goes, 
These guys are already dying younger than any of us. These guys already have brain damage and can't walk five years after they leave the league. Let's let's just leave it at 16. It's probably asking too much of them to play 18. And playing 18 with two games of subpar performance, at least two games of subpar uh, performance and, and a subpar product, ultimately, doesn't really interest me. So I would, if given the choice between expanding the regular season to 18 games or adding a seventh playoff team to each league, and then the wild card weekend would be, would be, uh, you know, a two, seven, three, five, and then, uh, or my math's off on that, right? You'd have, whatever. I'd, I'd rather expand the playoffs than expand yeah, the regular season. Yeah, there's been talk season. of expanding the playoffs and getting rid of the buys. Mm-hmm. So two, let me think here. It'd be two seven three six a four five game, and then the one seed would play. I'd be more open to that game. for sure. Yeah, than eighteen. Let's take a quick call here. I got Chancey in Fargo. What's going on, Chancey? Hey guys, good to talk to you again. If I uh, call much more, maybe I can get on a part time salary or something. It's Mackie, Judd, Rami, Mackie and Judd and Rami with Chancey. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm hoping you guys have a booth at the State Fair because I want to come down and uh, we say will. hi to you guys in person. We will, we will 100% have a booth at the State Fair, and uh, more details to come soon on that for sure. Sure, cool. Well, I like the idea of only uh, letting players play 16 games. That I'm kind of surprised, you know, you guys in the talk radio business should be the biggest fans of this. Think of the drama every week where teams are debating what players to start. Oh, can we beat the Bills with the backup quarterback? Yeah, so that's what and I'm saying. I like that. Yeah, I, I think it's it's genius, and and you know, and there's so many angles. Maybe they do it too, where you don't have to announce ahead of time who's going to start, right? So they get to play the coy game. His cousin's going to play? Nope, he's not. Oh, they're running a wildcat this week. They're throwing a wrinkle in because they don't have their quarterback. There are so many angles and so much drama that would be created on sports talk radio that it's a win. It's just like playing fantasy football at home. That's so popular because people are thinking, should we have played him? I should have played this guy. I, I like it. I think it would add gimmicks and different strategy, and most of all, lots of talking points for Sports Talk Radio, and you guys would Brandon Whedon, <laughs> Brock Osweiler. It's a clash of the two guys. Yeah. And you thought Brooks Bollinger was retired. <laughs> One night only, leading the Minnesota Vikings against the Packers and Don Mikowski. You thought he was retired too, but for one night only, these two vets duel it out at Lambeau Field. Trumpets and timpanies. <laughs> Tubas. NFL music is hilarious. It's by great. Like, it's so like, good. Trumpets and Drums. But it's great. Ah, bells. This, this, this might be my favorite one. I like the Christmas. Ah. I played this in my the house Sunday night Christmas one. time. The Sunday night one, they really hit that out of the park. There was a period uh, during Mackie and Judd for probably three years where every single time we talked about football, we started the segment with I the bells. Love that. Ah. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm ready for football season. Can you imagine, like, you're the composer who makes that song? And you're like, you've been kicking around ideas all week, and all of a sudden, like, you hear your wind chimes outside. <laughs> like, wait a second. What is that? Did I hear that right? Wait I think minute. I got it. Yeah. Runs right to his piano. Like, <laughs> you've had this song just brewing for a while, and the NFL calls you up. Hey, you got a song for us? We need something for Sunday Night Football. Hold on. I got it for you. How rich does this potentially make you two? Oh, like, like if you're rich. if you're Sunday Night Football guy, 
Well, how rich is the NBA and NBC guy? John Tesh? Yeah. Well, he's got lot, he's lots like of jazz income from different places. But if you're just the guy, and you're like the football music guy, <laughs> and you are got yeah, your Sam, place Sam in Malibu. Spence was the NFL Films your music five, guy, right? Five million dollar palatial estate in Malibu, and all you are is the football guy. Yeah. What a living man! What I need more football music. Yeah, uh, we've got um, write that down coming up. What's wrong? Just a few minutes. Well, I mean, just saw something. I think John Tesh said he's made about thirty million dollars to date off the NBA on NBC Music, which and is now, now played by Fox. Fox. Yeah, Fox bought the Fox rights. got it. Oh, they did. Yeah. Yep. Wow. For college hoops, they got it. Yep. And you can, uh, you know, good transition. You can find uh, the Fox Sports app on your TCL 4K Roku TV with a built-in Roku device, giving you access to thousands of streaming platforms, including all of the sports platforms. Sometimes we'll even throw on some old-school NBA and NHL games, some classic games on the league-owned platforms here. Watching sports on a TCL TV is amazing. We're in the middle of golf major season. we got the Open coming up. If you're not watching golf on a TCL TV, you're missing out. You can see the blades of grass at the British Open. Yes, as John Daly walks up in his floral-patterned pants and throws his club into the ocean. You can see all kinds of details with uh, the Cubs beating the Rami's Cubs beating the the Pirates today. You can see the beads of sweat coming off Craig Kimbrell's beard on this TCL TV, and uh, wondering what that would look like in a Twins uniform. TCLUSA.com, America's fastest-growing TV brand. Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward and take your breath away, like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change.